Welcome to Wook AF with Ruth Steele, the podcast that delves deeper into some of life's unanswered questions, fears not the juicy real talk and taboo topics, and aims to educate on self-help healing. Join us and relax as we explore the mindsets of those choosing happiness and making a positive impact in our desperately disconnected world. Hello, lovely listeners. Welcome back or welcome along if this is your first time joining us here at Woke AF with Ruth. Today, I am being joined by my lovely friend Oliver from Gaia Guru. Gaia Guru are a brand new CBD company that do an array of elixirs, body balms, capsules of CBD products that help people with ailments such as anxiety, depression, insomnia. And today we're gonna be discussing our experiences with body dysmorphia and body perception. Just a little trigger warning for anyone that does suffer with these things or perhaps might think they do but aren't sure. We by no means are experts on the topic. We just want to open up the dialogue, be vulnerable, and we hope in doing so it encourages you to talk about it with your friends and family as well and know that you're never alone in how you feel. And if you're thinking to yourself, you might like to try out or top up on wonderful CBD products, then head to their website, gaiaguru.co.uk. You can find them on Instagram also at gaia underscore guru and feel free to use my 10% discount code guru ruth. Without further ado, here's the episode. Hey everyone. Hey Ollie. Hey Ollie, how are you? interesting about these lives in particular and anything that comes like with social media it is human nature to always comment on how we look isn't it straight away because and I know I, I'm, I'm guilty of doing it as well before I'll start the live I'll like check in the mirror fluff my hair wow. a bit you know yeah but I mean you know these things are you know today I think the topic is no, it's a big topic and I, I want to do it justice. And, uh, you know, one of the things, I'm a big fan of the NFL. And one of the big things in the NFL, look good, feel good. Uh, look good, feel good. I'm obviously wrapping my Guy Guru charity. Uh, that's my one bit of product placement for today. Uh, you'll obviously see I look very fashionable in it. But, uh, yeah, no, looking forward to it. Nervous, I won't lie, nervous. But as you said to me last night, uh, nerves mean I care, right? And it's... Um, yeah, it's, it's a big thing to talk about. It's an important thing to talk about. I've never talked about it. Like, I've never talked about this. So, you know, 
and I have seen a therapist, but somehow, I mean, I need to get my money back because somehow we, we went over the whole uh, <laughs> the whole body issue. Um, but yeah, I, I've never talked about this before, so th- this is this is a big deal for me. I'm obviously glad that I'm doing it with you. Um, I'm not sure if your followers know, but Ruth and I, well, why don't you tell them how we know each other and then we can go from there. Yeah, Ollie and I went to Uppingham School together, so... Um, that was what, the ages between like 16 and 18, 19, kind of? Yeah. 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 We were both in the flute choir together. Hell yeah. She that big bass well. She <laughs> that big bass well. Yeah, that, that was the... Yeah, no, there was no dysmorphia about the size of that flute. It was a big flute and you did handle it very well. <laughs> yeah, but that's going way back. I'm 30 now. You're 30 on Monday, is that right? Monday, I know. Hey, we did shoot on it. Well done. Yeah. I think we had a little bit of a fallout about that. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I'm doing well. It's my birthday weekend, and I'm here with you, two PM live, talking about something very serious. So yes, no, happy to uh, happy to be doing so. Good. Well, it's an absolute pleasure, and like you said, um, it is a very important topic, but it can be quite scary as well. I'm really aware, especially um, from that comment from the lovely David yesterday that commented on my my post. Um, he sort of brought to light that it is a space where men aren't really given much of an opportunity to talk about this stuff. I think certainly in male friendship groups, they don't, it's all very lighthearted and banter. And I think men kind of take the piss out of each other a little bit, but support each other as well, but don't really give each other space and breathing room to dig a little bit deeper deeper and talk about, you know, this important, important stuff. So um, it can be scary. And I certainly feel like I don't want to, put my foot in it or um, just going to put a slight trigger warning out there for anyone because I think both of us are aware that body dysmorphia can manifest in so many different ways for people such as eating disorders and whilst I haven't experienced that I am comfortable sharing what I have experienced just so that others out there if they're feeling the same they can feel that they're not alone and obviously because it is mental health awareness week this is Um, a real leading cause of mental health and one of the leading causes of things like anxiety and depression and insomnia and kind of avoiding social situations because of uh, body perception and body dysmorphia. So I think it's important to say as well that I'm certainly coming at this from the inside. This is not us lecturing from the outside. Like obviously, you know, and we'll go into this. I am still a little bit chubby, but I used to weigh 21 stone. Uh, and we can go into the states. I don't actually know how much I weigh now, but I know I weigh on a shit ton less than that because I wear a medium at Uniqlo, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm pretty happy about. Um, so yeah, any comments today are, and that's why I've been so nervous is because I, I want to do this justice because there's, and I hadn't really thought about it before. There's a lot of people in this situation, and you know, I'm definitely not. This is present tense conversation for me. This is not. Oh, I'm through it and. Know, we're here to help like no like i'm mm-hmm. still looking for help today and you know i'm sure there'll be things that come out of today that are you know useful in my life and it's it's you know i've never really thought about this and it's been such a big thing in my life um but literally you know this is you know an open honest vulnerable conversation and, and to anyone who you know if if we do accidentally overtread the line with with some people we don't know everything but what we do know is is ourselves and our journey and that's what we're going to be talking about today i think that's important to say well said yeah i i feel that definitely um and 
just as a starting point, I guess, for anyone who isn't familiar with uh, body dysmorphia and what that is, there are um, lots of free online tests. You can literally pop it into Google if you're not sure if you have it or not, and just do a series of like nine or 10 questions to see if you have body dysmorphia. Um, but some of the ways it can manifest for people is to be, have a continual, continuous loop of thought where you are anxious about a body or facial part because it includes the face as well. And if you feel like the majority of your time is spent worrying about these things or if it means that you avoid social situations or avoid doing certain exercise or things like that, then that becomes an issue because it is a mental health concern. It's, it's you know, taking up more of our time than we'd like it to. Um, so yeah, let's delve in. How, how has this manifested for you? Like how, uh, or, wh or what age did you start noticing that you were concerned about body issues or? Um, I mean, it, it go, this, I mean, this goes back for me a very, very long way, like a very, very long way. Um, so, I mean, I went to boarding school at the age of seven, uh, which is obviously quite a traumatic experience. And the one thing that I did was, you know, I overate. I ate because it gave me comfort. And I remember the exact moment was um, my mum had bought me some new school shirts because I'd grown out of them. So obviously there was an embarrassing situation anyway. Uh, she came to my house. She said, try on these new shirts. So I sort of took off my shirt in front of my mum and she like winced. And then that was the first moment that I became conscious of my own body and my body being a bad thing. I was like nine, mm -hmm. like nine. And then I carried on to go to boarding school in a very, you know, male, uh, you know, um, stiff upper lip, like, you know, everything's a bloody good lesson, uh, you know, life lesson, you know, uh, environment. Um, and that whole time being very conscious of um, my body and, and who I was, but you know, it's the classic cliche that, you know, the problem is, is you get so upset about it. What do you do to cope with being upset? Eat. And then, you know, you, you've entered into this, this whole realm. So for me, I, I had trouble with the term dysmorphia because I think dysmorphia requires there to be a reality that you're not part of. But for me, you create your own reality. If it, does that does that make any sense? So, you know, I now I struggled coming into this because I don't know what is real. I, you know, I don't know if my perception. Is, so, for example, when I was asked to send the photos to you yesterday to promote my thing, and there were some really nice shots in there. And you know what you're saying about boys. You know, I don't necessarily agree that that's true. I think boys are actually really um, supportive and have been with me throughout my whole life on this thing. I looked at every photo, I was like, ugly, chins, fat, chins, chins, basically a lot of chin chat. Um, and, you know, the boys are like, nah, like, this one's really nice, you know, send that, send that one through. So, I, you know, I don't know, and it's manifested itself, and it's sort of a scary rabbit hole for me to have gone down, because it's, I'm realising now how many ways it, it's manifested itself. You were talking there about, you know, one of the things that just struck me then, um, you know, social situations, you know, you know me, but I'm very, you know, a lot of people think of me as like, oh, the confident, funny, you know, outgoing guy, he can talk to anyone, you know, whatever. you got to think about where that comes from, you know, people don't develop that much of a shield around themselves if they're fully comfortable. 
you know, it's it's a shield against that sort of thing. I went to a school where basically the fattest kid would get bullied out. I was the fattest kid for years. I never got bullied because I was funny. And that was like my, you know, my, my little um, my little protection from things. But what really hit home just in, in your intro there was you remember PE lessons at school, right? We had to do swimming. And I would do absolutely anything to get out of swimming, like anything, like made sure like... I pretended to break my wrist once, so she has to take me to hospital. And like the first time I had to get changed in the changing room, I did it in the worst possible way. I started crying, which is obviously like, hey, look at the guy crying. Uh, you know, so it just made everything everything worse. But yeah, man, like it really, I, I would say I'm, I'm very fortunate and very confident for someone who was the size that I was. And I was very large. Um, I'm, I've been very lucky for it not to sort of dip my social situations, but swimming you know i can remember as long as i go back going to like kid camps with my sister and stuff and wearing a t-shirt in the pool and that's not cool like that's you know it's horrible like and to be thinking about that sort of stuff a lot so i think it manifested very early and you know i'm only really and we're literally talking over the last couple of years moving not past it by any stretch of the imagination but like recognizing it's an issue and taking a step mm-hmm. so and this is a step because even in just talking about it, it's very healing just to, it's like, it's the same as sh- any kind of shame. The more that we don't talk about it, we let it fester and bother us and become a mental health issue. But as soon as we talk about it, then there is no shame. It's like saying, this has happened, I acknowledge it and I'm ready to work with it, feel what I'm feeling and kind of let it go. Um and I can, I can really relate to, to what you're saying there. I think many people will relate to this starting at a very early age. Um, and I, I'm sorry that you had that experience and as many other people yeah. will have, I'm sure. Um, I think whilst it wasn't exactly the same for me, although I was a chubby child and I got bullied at school for being big, um, I actually had some of that internally but I also learned it directly from my own mum. I would see my mum looking in the mirror and she would do this thing where she'd grab her tummy or be like, oh, I look fat today. Or she'd, she'd call herself names, which I think, I think as parents, we have to be really mindful of not passing this on to the next generation. Because if, if children see parents treating themselves in that way, you think that's okay to say things like, oh, I'm too fat or I look horrible and this, that and the other. Um, And also, I guess one of the difficulties with social media um, and our society in general is that we only tend to see one um, sort of glamorized or romanticized body shape and type. So even what you said about yourself with your weight loss, although you have done incredibly well, I'm so proud of you, it's the challenge the challenge is still accepting ourselves still loving ourselves no matter what weight we are no matter how we look no matter what our skin color no matter what our sexual preference or you know all the rest of it so but it is really a challenge because unless you get to that standard which i'm acknowledging here both my white privilege and the standard of being seen now as like a a fitter body type if you get what i mean rather than when I was compared to when I was overweight. So I'm acknowledging that privilege, but I'm saying it's so terribly sad that we don't give people with 
different looks or let's say um, a facial disfigurement or somebody suffering with acne or we don't give the same light attention and love towards everyone as equal individuals and this is where the problem is I think because we all want to be that perfect um, acceptable body type which is seen by society and this is where that um, funny character comes in because I think I was a bit like that at school I was like the funny girl that probably came <laughs> it probably was a little bit more when I was overweight but it's um, a coping mechanism right it's the need it's the internal need to want to be liked by others because we don't like ourselves deep down And actually, if we did like ourselves deep down, we wouldn't need to be the funny person. We'd be okay with not being liked by some people. And like, that's very much okay. You don't have to have validation from everyone. And yeah, so um, so it's a really complex um, subject, isn't it? And one that, like you said, continually will come back in cycles. And I guess just talking about it is good to keep us aware of like, of how it can change and come back around. Um, um, I'm just say one point on what you just said there about the media. You know, that was, so I was talking, you were, you were saying you, you were sort of making out like boys aren't deep and we don't have deep conversations, but I was saying to the boys this morning, you know, I live with two other people. I was like, guys, I am crapping myself about this. And, you know, we started talking about, you know, bodies and stuff like that. And heads up, guys, not everything in the media is real. Like, you know, there's a lot of it. Like, these people have good bodies and stuff anyway, and then they still go to, like, the top Photoshop people in the world to, like, trim them and do everything. So much of it is just absolute bullshit. And I think what you were saying there... Sorry, am I allowed to swear on this channel? Yeah. Um, yeah, okay, great. Um, so much of this, and, and I think you hit on the point there, is you talk about external and how... We all need to learn to love each other's body types and da, 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 da. like yeah, absolutely. There needs to be like wider acceptance of this and stuff. But fundamentally, I think this needs to come from inside each and every person because if you if you if you don't love yourself or, or move past these things by yourself, like society, what I found is as we talked about getting people's opinion there, no one else is going to give you what you want. No, no matter if you walk into a room and someone goes, you look fucking sexy today you look great you know you oh mate i love that shirt oh you're looking trim da, 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 da. go straight over your head if you're not if you don't have that dialogue within yourself and i know we're going to go and talk about that but i just want to you know make clear that there are external points but i think really this should be about internal reinforcement rather than external sort of building up of, of these things i think that's the you know, we can't change really how society is. You know, they want the sexy girl in the bikini washing the car in, in the film, like with the six pack. Like that's that's just what they want, um, and that's what that's what that's what sells. And it, you know, I think we have to get comfortable with the fact that you know the world isn't a great place, and it's never going to be. You know, putting people with you know, or it might do. You know, but perhaps with an edge to put someone with acne, or you know, they've recently started putting people with villatigo, you know, models and albino models, like oh. But they're almost doing it like a sort of circus trick, like, oh, we're so cool that we do have someone with, with, with this. And I don't know, I think for me, it's this is more about what comes from you internally. And obviously the media can influence that, but that's the message I'd, I'd like to share really is, is that this is something internal and the external pressures are always going to be there, but you have to learn how to cope with that. 
That um, reminded me of a conversation I had a little while ago, actually, with my friend Laura. She's a yoga teacher as well and very mindful. And I think she has been from a very early age. And she said she's got gorgeous, bright red hair. And she said that she got teased a little bit about it when she was at school, very young. Um, But she'd been brought up in the type of family that she already had very strong and sound mental health in that if somebody teased her, she didn't let it in. She knew that she could let it go over her head and she could give herself that sort of positive affirmation because she sort of said, I don't have to let that person, you know, disturb my peace. And um, I suppose the difference I recognize in myself was that I didn't have that foundation. So everything that people said to me at school, whether it be you're chubby or I had a complex about my small boobs or the hump on my nose, like the small lips as I got older, the list is endless, you know? If, if you don't already have that firm foundation and if we're not teaching younger generations that firm foundation of tools and techniques they can be using to strengthen their men- mental health or reaffirm themselves, look in the mirror and say positive kind things to yourself. I mean, it sounds cringe and silly to some probably, but it, it's important I think to teach younger kids and the younger generation to start with because then you can build this resilience so that you don't let things like other people and the media change what you think about yourself and lower your your self-esteem ultimately so um but in saying that it's one thing to say it; it's much harder doing it Even saying after this, I was like, oh, how far away shall I have the camera? So, I, I mean, I'm going to get everyone a spin around. You know, this is my body. Hello, everyone. Here I am. So, I don't feel so self-conscious anymore. There we go. But it's, um, yeah, and I think we, we're echoing the same point there. It's that rock inside you, and, and I didn't have that. But, you know, you know, it's the classic therapist thing. Oh, mummy and daddy didn't do me. Right, but, you know, you've got to find that. And I found mine by accident, like, really by accident, Um I'm so glad I have, you know, it's just given me so much more comfort in my day-to-day, day-to-day life. What was it that made you um, kind of have that, flip that switch or have that awareness? Uh, so, um, a few years ago, I lost a lot of weight, like a lot of weight. I lost five stone in like six months, um, doing one of those sort of crash fad diets, um, slimming world. Uh, and that game you are is all about the numbers obsessive measurements weighing counting da, 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 da. and i lost all that weight and then i put it all back on because as soon as i start counting it's what happens so what i said to myself was like i'm gonna do this differently so in new year's eve 2017 i said to myself like this year i'm gonna run a half marathon i'm gonna do a chin up and I'm going to go to the gym three times a week. And whatever happens, happens. And that was it. And I did it for a whole year. Didn't achieve the chin up. I did do the half marathon. I did go to the gym three days, three times a week. And by the end of that year, you know, I hadn't weighed myself for that year once. And all of my friends, we, you know, and not that this is important, but it, it is, you know, a, a, a contributing factor. You know, we're like, wow, like, you know, you've changed your your body shape and I could see it just the way my clothes fit me and rather than weighing myself I had like all these t-shirts that didn't like quite fit or like pairs of trousers that didn't fit and stuff like that and I'd see myself sort of slowly fitting into them and all of this and you know I'd often go way past so I'd be like oh I don't want to wear this tight extra large t-shirt and by the time I came to put it on I'd be like oh shit I'm a large now you know what you, you know what I mean and it was just moving away from 
this isn't about you. This isn't about me trying to impress you, which it had been before, which was like, I need to lose weight so, you know, people love me. Like, people's perception of me, heads up, guys, did not fucking change how heavy I was. Like, that, that, it does not, it really, it matters, but it matters more in my actions and reactions to things were much different once I had my own internal strength of, you know, I didn't care how much weight I was losing because I knew every day I was doing something to make me lose weight. And as long as I did that, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. And then, you know, you take one step, you take two steps, you take five, you take 10, you take 200, and then you look back and you've walked a mile and a half and you're like, oh, and then that just gave me this rock of, it doesn't matter how heavy I am because I felt, it's the day one at the gym, I came back and I felt better about myself. And then I just kept building little, I feel better about myself, I feel better about myself, I feel better about myself. Oh, that fits now. Oh, I look good in that photo. Oh, and I learned little bits of like self, you know, self, um, self-love really. So it was more just don't focus on the numbers. Don't put so much pressure on yourself. Like there's all this pressure from everywhere. Like don't do it to yourself as well. And just by taking that pressure off, like I haven't weighed myself since 2017. Uh, not at all. So when we started this conversation, we're talking about body dysmorphia. I'm like, do I have body dysmorphia? Am I still 21 stone? And I just don't realize like, I, I've got it the other way around where I think I'm thinner than I am. But actually, you know what? I see myself now, you know, one, and you know, one of the biggest things, and you're not even aware of this that happened, was I put a picture on, we're obviously friends on Facebook. I put a picture on Facebook and you commented, we haven't even talked in years, and you commented like, whoa, like, who is that? Like, I barely recognize you. I'm not sure if you, you know, but for you, that's like, because you're a kind person, you share But that was massive for me. And I, you know, I go back and I look at it all the time. It's so sad. But those are the sorts of things like, but whereas before they would have gone, like, oh, they're lying to me because they're my friends. Oh, they just want me to be happy. Oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. now when I get those things, it, it hits me there and it stays there. And, and it's something to take a step forward from rather than just something to be lost into the into the ether. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that, that was the main thing was stopping with the obsessive measurements and the obsessive measurements took the pressure off myself. So, you know, if I did miss the gym thing on Wednesday, Rather than be like, oh, fuck it, I won't go Friday and I'll, have, I'll go crazy on the weekend. I was like, well, I'll just go Thursday and then I'll go Friday. And I've still done my three times a week. And that's fine. Like, that's fine. And giving myself room for that forgiveness was massive. You know, mm. and I would go out for meals. And then it changed into, I'm going to diet during the week. And then I'll, you know, do what I want within reason at the weekends. And I was still losing weight. I knew I was losing weight slower. But it was my way. It was, I just went to change my life. That was that was the big difference was changing my life not just changing one aspect within my current life it was changing my whole life mm-hmm. so there you go i know that's a long monologue but that's it no really really valuable to hear and i'm learning a lot from you as well actually because i mean it, again when we're talking about weight it is a really difficult subject because i think whether you're male or female we seem to think that smaller equals better that like and and I'm not saying obviously if you are um very obese to the point of it's damaging your health then obviously yeah. it's different the reasons you'd be losing weight but I think tons of us will be able to relate to this mindset of if I lose weight I will be I will love myself more yeah, or, or yeah but um but actually I had a slightly different experience of that because um I have tried every fad diet under the sun. When I was at 
I was went to a drama school, so obviously there was heavy pressure there from um, a dance background and comp- competitiveness between women um, and a lot of comparison. I would compare myself to everyone from a very early age when I was swimming as well, wearing a swimming costume or dancing ballet and wearing a leotard. I would think that I was bigger than that girl, curvier than that girl, and yet I had no breasts whatsoever. So I thought, I've just got like a double end of the bad stick, you know? So really used to beat myself up mentally. And I used to think the same. I used to think, oh, if I was slimmer, I would be happier. But then actually, the um, I guess the first time when I started to lose weight but noticed um, damaging repercussions from this was after I lost my mum I was working in Greece as a fitness instructor and it was crazy hours like um, six days a week teaching eight classes a day in 40 degree heat like I was just go 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 and I need I almost needed to keep myself that busy to sort of distract myself from my grief and all the rest of it but what I started to realize was the slimmer I was getting I still felt the exact same in my mind, which was, you know, grieving and conflicted about a lot of things. But it becomes dangerous when other women or or anyone in particular is saying things like, you look great. Like we could be rewarding someone with an eating disorder or anorexia or, you know, body dysmorphia just because that's what's accepted by society. We could see someone losing weight and not actually stop to say, okay, why are you losing weight? Are you doing it for the right reasons? Because if if you want to lose weight because you want to exercise to celebrate all that your body can do, then that's great. But if you want to lose weight because you want to punish yourself and be more accepted and busy yourself to get a run away from your problems, then that's when it becomes an issue. And all these people were saying like, oh, you look amazing. And I deep down wanted to like lose weight for my wedding day for the photos and all the rest of this shit. But it wasn't until I realized that that wasn't changing my mental health. I was like, I've got to stop this. I need to accept and love right where I am. And then it doesn't matter whether I lose weight or put on weight over time. You just have to keep nourishing and accepting right where you are because we all change. Like everything in life is impermanent. Like every single moment we're changing. So if we're always, if we're always driving for this point like it, maybe you have a figure in your head where, oh, if I'm X amount of weight, I'll be happy. Yeah. Or I used to actually measure myself. I used to measure with a tape measure around my yeah. arms and my waist. And I used to think, oh, if I was X amount of inches, I'd be happy. But it's really, really dangerous game to kind of get into, like you said, that calorie counting and counting numbers uh, and putting that pressure on yourself. Um, because it can be a vicious cycle then. Um so I suppose we should talk about other ways that we have used tools to kind of shift this mindset and perhaps we could help some other people. Um, for myself, I know kind of starting to become more aware by like practicing yoga and meditation, just having that awareness of what you're thinking is like the first step, I think, because so often we can just be in that constant loop pattern of 
saying things that we don't even hear ourselves saying, whether that's, oh, I look awful or I look... Yeah, so so just listening a little bit more attentively to how you speak about yourself is like the first step that was really useful for me to be like, God, I'm being a real bitch to myself recently, you know? Or there's this real inner critic inside of me that can can be harsh. If I was was horrible to all of my friends as I am to myself, I would have none friends. Like, none friends. (laughs) Horrible. Like, I'm the worst person. Like, you know, one of the things that kept coming up was, like, self-loathing. And, you know, I I, I, I want to think about it. Like, obviously now it's not as bad, but, geez, like, some of the stuff I used to think and say about myself, man, you know, and a fat sea bomb was like the thing I literally would say to myself every day coming out of the shower. You know what I mean? And oh. like, how how are you gonna? You know, you're never gonna help yourself doing doing stuff like that. So, yeah, I think that's that's definitely a big bit of it. Mm-hmm. And like you said before, when you create your reality, if you are saying these things about yourself, you are creating that reality. I I really do believe that if you call yourself fat or if you call yourself ugly or, or the rest of it your body clings onto that and the universe hears it as a sign to say okay they want more of that like unintentionally you're asking the universe for more unhappiness by focusing on the lovely. unhappiness <laughs> but i mean even if it feels even if it feels cringe at first like let, let's take the polar opposite to that so i guess this is what i'm going to talk with you about I know what you're going to say, but go into it, yeah. So the polar opposite to that, and I I can recall actually, this was only like maybe four or five years ago, when it was almost overnight, again, it was it was after I had lost mum and I kind of did my yoga training and I needed, I needed a change of lifestyle. I didn't just need something that was a fad. I needed, yeah. you know, change that was going to be long lasting. Um, And it was almost overnight, I went from being that person on social media that didn't love myself, so I would be easily triggered by other things I saw. If I saw a slim woman in a bikini, I would be triggered. And I I wouldn't necessarily leave a hateful comment or anything like that, but I would think, oh, who the fuck does she think she is loving herself? Like, how dare she? Because I didn't love myself. And almost overnight, I had this change where I thought, I decided to be positive and be um, aware of what I was saying to myself. And at first, it felt really cringe, if I'm honest. I was leaving people like ridiculously positive comments thinking, is this me? I'm not sure it's me. But then that was me creating my reality. Like six months down the line, that's being reflected back to me. And people are saying, gosh, you're so kind. And and This is only six months ago. No, this was like, this was maybe like, four or five years ago now but I mean after I'd made that change it probably took about six months for it to start reflecting back and people were saying you're so positive and you're so kind and I actually thought this feels really good and this is who I am in my soul you know because I want to be um, loving towards myself and others and positive and kind Um, so even if making the change feels cheesy and feels like it's not you to begin with it's yeah. worth exploring because nothing yeah. nothing is easy to change overnight but yeah. but we wouldn't i guess we wouldn't it wouldn't be worth putting in the work if we didn't if we didn't know it was worth it and better the other end because i certainly feel a hundred times happier and more positive now than i did when i was stuck in that real real negative self-criticism 
And if I think if if you know what you said there is so powerful because if if that can you know free so one of the most so the way I did it was was you know I had a therapist once who was like right actually I should have paid that therapist because they did pick up on the whole fat thing um, you know oh you need to you know that exercise straight out of pop psychology Oprah Winfrey whatever you need to stand in front of a mirror and tell yourself you're beautiful <laughs> and. He was like, you have to do this for two minutes a day. I was like, two minutes, right? Two minutes ain't that long. But when you are stood, you know, as God made you, in the mirror, facing up, literally facing up. It's a long time. That was real tough. And, you know, I didn't carry on with it. But what I then did was sort of go about it the other way. I improved myself so that I became acceptable in, in, um, in the mirror to myself. And then, you know, now my friends take the mick out of me for being like, you know, I'll walk past the car and I'll be like, you know, I'll walk past the like, oh, I tense my guns, or like, oh, how, how, the, how are the forceps looking at my veins popping out of my foot? You know, and I have I have gone the other way, but I know for them it's like, oh, he's become a bit vain now. But for me, it's just like a, literally, just like a little self-improvement thing. Like every day, like, you know, I look after myself a bit more and, and I take pride in, in that, but not in a way that I'm doing it for anyone else. I'm doing it for me. And that's, mm. that's the fundamental difference, I think, is doing it for myself. And, you know, however, many, however heavy I've been, I've had the same amount of friends. You know, uh, people, have, my relationships have still been there. My parents still love me, you know. My dog still come licks, licks my hand. Like, all of those things, you know, it, losing weight or changing that thing about your body or gaining weight for some people or, you know, Yes, it will make your day-to-day easier and it will change your internal dialogue because those are the expectations that you have for yourself. But it's got to come, it's got to come from, from within and taking that pressure off yourself and just, you know, a 0.1% positive change every day is huge. Like, that's huge. As long as you're improving, who cares if it takes you? Now, what for me, when I lost the five stone, it was like, lose, 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 lose. And then I've probably lost the same amount of weight now. It's taken me two and a half years. But you know what? I've, I've had a good time on the way. Like, you know, I think about myself a lot more positively now. And, you know, yeah, probably still do rely on the comments of others and, you know, stuff like that. And maybe do get a bit, like, needy sometimes. Like, oh, how do I look in this shirt? And, you know, my friends are like, nah, look, you look good. Like, you know, just, just do it. But, um, yeah, it's, it's you've got you to gotta just let yourself off the hook internally and you know take the pressure off you know if you accidentally have a snickers like cool but just you know carry on with what you were doing before like it's fine but enjoy the snickers just don't eat 10 just just if i may gonna super quick call you up on a couple of words you used there you used the words accidentally had a snickers i think this is dangerous because there is no food you can eat that is an accident. Like you can, if you want a fucking Snickers, eat that fucking eat Snickers, Snickers and enjoy yeah. the hell out of it. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, we have to. Yeah, I get what you're saying, but yeah, like using that. our language and calling out yeah. ourselves and so our friends so is worthwhile so doing because the more that we we say things like, "Oh, I accidentally ate yeah. something." Yeah, we, we're, we're relating food to being like good food yeah. and bad food. There is no good food and bad food. There's just food. It's all fuel and, for and our body. relationship with it. Yes, exactly. 
Um, and that's why I say at the beginning of this conversation, I'm still learning. You know, I'm absolutely me too. I do not want to talk as an authority on this because I, you know, quite clear, I'm not where I need to be, but I have, I am somewhere on my journey, and I'm a lot happier with myself. But there's so much stuff to learn, you know, and so much stuff to do, and you know, I still catch myself before this, like shaving my beard. I'm like, oh god, Ruth is so thin and so gorgeous, and I'm, you know, a little like lump you know, ginger lump boy. But that's the negative thing. I was like, nah, you know, I look good in my XL, you know, guy guru sweatshirt, whatever. And, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to rock it. So yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's, you're never done with this. I don't think, I don't think you'll ever be done with it. I think we're always, always learning something new, aren't we? And just kind of helping teach each other ways to like help be positive. Um, interesting there that you said, because, I think whatever your opinion is of someone else, if you think someone else is thin or pretty, sometimes we can assume that that person feels the same. But actually, mental health doesn't have a look. It doesn't... Someone that's struggling with their mental health doesn't have to be fat or doesn't have to wear makeup or not wear makeup or or be thin or, or whatever. Like, mental health doesn't have a look. So... It's important, I guess, for us to remember that whatever our perception is of other people, they might feel completely different than how we feel about them. And who who knows? Like maybe right from the, the, the start when we've been friends, you might have always thought that about me, but I can say that in the last 10, 15 years, I've been through all the stages of self destruction where I've hated my body, I've hated my face, I've really compared myself to everyone who I thought was gorgeous and been like, why can't I be like them? And so, um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting thing, isn't it? That we've always got to keep asking ourselves the important questions of, I guess the most important opinion that matters is your opinion about yourself. Anyone else? Yeah. Anyone can say anything good or bad about you. Um, but it is your opinion about yourself. Oh, there was one other thing I just remembered that I was going to say to you. Um, you said you might be a bit needy. I wouldn't call you needy. Perhaps one of your love languages is words of affirmation because it seems to me that if somebody gives you a word of affirmation, that really strikes in your heart. Yes. And so yeah. so actually, it'd be useful for you to start reframing. And instead of saying I'm needy, you can just say words of affirmation is my love language. So if a friend or be a male or female says you look great in that shirt then that means more to you than it would yeah. to someone who's got like gifts as their love language yeah. let's say yeah, yeah, yeah. so that, um that's, that's, i didn't even know that about myself but you're so right like i'm, I'm always like listing out that and then once i've got it it's like yeah, every night out i'm like where's that where's that coming from oh there's the comment i can go now it's like i'm looking for it obviously never want to press for it but like Hey guys, I look great. Obviously, come on, you know, give me some affirmation. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, meaningful to you. Yeah, you you need yeah. that that to thrive. So it's a yeah. good thing. It's really really good. Yeah. Well, we talked about your Facebook post, didn't we? And uh, and yeah, that was it. I think we're definitely as we talk more. I, I I worried that we might be singing off a different hymn sheet, but I think we're singing off exactly the same hymn sheet. And I think that's what it all comes down to is it's about your journey with it and about you owning it and accepting it and, and if you want to sort you know if you want to do things about it do things about it but you know it's taking that step you know i haven't lost as much weight as i'd want to lose but i've become much happier with myself along along the way and i'm happy with how my body is now so yeah i'm going to lose more but 
I've arrived at a point where I'm like halfway maybe through my weight loss, but I'm ha- as happy as I would have been before having lost all of the weight because, you know, so yeah, it's difficult. But I no. suppose um, a useful practice that your therapist gave you to do that in the mirror because you realised that if you were really struggling to be able to do that, then we have the power to change how we, yeah. we look. We have the power to alter our diet or make changes. So I think you did the right thing for you, you know, and, and others will resonate the same if you literally cannot look in the mirror and, and start to say, I like you even, yeah. then I, I, don't, I don't have anything wrong with people wanting to change their weight or have plastic surgery, change the way they look. You have to do what's right for you and makes yeah. you feel comfortable in the world as we know it. Yeah. Um, but something I was just gonna quickly touch on this might be like crazy spiritual to some people or some people might not um, relate to it. But for me, I have found a really, really valuable part of my journey is in um, the 300 hour yoga training that I did, we explored this notion of um, stories that we build throughout our lives that we all relate to. And every single one of us has got multiple stories. So mine are, Uh, My name, I'm Ruth, my age, I'm 30, where I live, what I do for a job, I'm a yoga teacher. These are all labels and stories about me, but they're not who I am. Like I'm not, I'm not my weight, I'm not my job, I'm not my hair color, I'm not, I'm not the woman that society seems to want to brand me as or sexualize me as yeah. and the rest of it. That's the stats. That's the stats. That's like the video game character stats. You know, that's the person you choose at the beginning, but you don't know what they're going to be like in the game, telling the story and how they act. That's just choosing, oh, they're that big, that strong, that way, that look, duh. Yeah. So rather in yoga, we do a, a mantra practice or a, like an affirmation practice where you just say, I am. Because that is enough. Like, you just are. You are a soul. You are a vibrational being. And when we take it, when we strip it back, it's like taking off all these layers that we put on to kind of protect ourselves and shield ourselves. But as we take off these layers, reveal some vulnerability, which is fucking scary, but courageous at the same time, we realise that we're just all the same. In our hearts, we all are you know, vibrational beings that want to love ourselves and want to love each other. And it's a shame that all these layers and masks kind of get in the way of us being able to do that. And that, again, going back to when we start these live videos, we're like, oh, what does my hair look like or whatever? It's like a distraction. I mean, I don't think it would ever happen, but can you, I kind of almost long for a world where we would just, start a live video or meet your friend in the street and just not need to like comment on anything about how they look or whatever just be like i see you like i see you from the inside like do you know what i mean maybe that's maybe that's discounting things like fashion because i know i know that if you're interested in fashion it's great it's it's not materialistic it can be like the Marie Kondo of your life, you're finding things you love and making your life meaningful so so i'm not discounting fashion or like you know looks based things but yeah it's just worth touching on i think we become consumed by it rather than actually thinking what's what's deeper than that and and i suppose going back another split second of realization that i had this was the second my mum died i saw her body and it was like 
I just realized in that instant, we are not our bodies. We're so much more. We are our soul. We are everything that we say, everything that we do, every connection that we make throughout our whole lives. And the moment that that breath left her body and she was just unbearably still, I just had this realization where I was like, we're all like that. In a way, our body at that moment is no different than like, um, yeah. if you're a butcher and you've just butchered a pig. I know that probably sounds weird to say, but it is just a shell. It's a vessel yeah. that we've been given to experience this physical life. Yeah. And how do we know that once we die um, or once we pass this physical body, how do we know that our soul doesn't then go on to something else, another body or another part of the earth or yeah. another part of yeah. heaven who, you know, whatever, We it's incomprehensible, but... Yeah. It's... No, I mean, the, the thing that I got, it was like, you know, okay, what happens after we die? And then, and then this guy, I can't remember who it was, it's a philosopher, maybe Werner Herzog. He's like, okay, tell me about your memories from before you were born. You have none. There, there is nothing that, there's a feeling of like something, but there's nothing. And that's, for me, that's how I view death is you just pass into a another and you will i don't know i'm not sure i believe in reincarnation but yeah it's uh you're so right and i, I was reading a meme the other, i love memes by the way <laughs> me too um but yeah one of them is like you're a soul in a brain commanding a, a flesh like mech basically that's that's what we are is like we're just here everything that we are is invented and controlled by this thing in our head. Like we talked at the very top of this about perception of reality. Reality is what you perceive it to be. And there are many different facets of what that can be. Mm -hmm. But that's the sort of thing, like getting a bit more, and I know we're both big fans of this work because you stole it off me for your podcast, but getting a bit more woke about, um, <laughs> getting a bit more, you know, woke about, you know, I think it's, it's part is of it is just growing as a person is, you know, we are one of many, you know, we aren't that special, you know, we think we are, we are special in our own ways, and we are special to the people that love us, and the people around us, and, and the people that interact with us, but, you know, th there are lots of, there are lots of humans, and, you know, you go to a beach in Italy, and look around, and, you know, I think people in Mediterranean countries have a lot better, I don't know whether it's my perception, but, you know, there's the guy in the tight white fronts with a humongous beard belly, he's just like proudly strutting his stuff, you know, down, down thing, and, you know, when I went to Greece, so for example, I went to a nudist beach and I was like, okay, this is never going to happen, but I was like, fuck it, I'm going to do it. And I went to the nudist beach and I was like, hello, and I just kept going back. Like, it was so freeing to see, like, you know, all these old men with, like, their, you know, balls that would get caught between the slats and the deck chairs. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> no, no, not that someone. But, um, you know, it was so freeing to, to think like that. And, yeah, it's perception is is everything your own perception is is what will happen in front of you i think and i think we come both at it from different angles with the spirituality aspect but that's what i believe too mm. i think you've come a long way and there's like so much further to go as well like same for me like actually it's useful having this conversation and looking back isn't it because you're like yeah yeah well i mean we've known each other for a long time and you know we used to have you know, good chats and stuff like that at school. And, you know, that's the feedback I get a lot is that I have changed a lot. And it's because I'm not wigging out about, oh, I've got tits in this shirt. And, you know, that making me in a bad mood and, you know, acting out in other ways and looking for affirmation and being like this weird, like, character. Um, but I'm not there yet. But, 
taking a step is as good as anything and, and it will bring positives in your life and I think just forgive yourself give yourself time give yourself some love like Jesus Christ give yourself some love uh, don't put everything out there for everything out everyone else keep some stuff back for yourself and just you know you're not going to sit there and go I love my body and you'll love your body all of a sudden no, do what you need to do take your own journey with it but at least try and don't just sit there and you know keep it going because you'll go insane and you'll be miserable so that's, that would be my thing. Really. Yeah, I would agree. Like, I I don't know. Like, it probably sounds cringe, but I, I can say that I am more at a stage now when I can say I, I like myself and I love myself. Yeah, because... not, yeah, I love myself a lot more now. Like, really, so much. And, you know, we, even when we've been talking to you, you know, we've seen a big, not, not necessarily a big change in you, but you are, like, such, like, a broad and big version of yourself now and such, like, a positive... I don't know. I, I was going to say earlier on, you know, I think people who have been through this and have had, you know, I'm, I went through very, very bad depression, very, very bad anxiety. And uh, I used to be so judgmental about it before, but now I've gone through it. I'm so much more empathetic and I can spot the person in the room. As soon as I walk in who's got depression or anxiety or spot certain things in people's behaviors because I, I can relate to it. And that makes me such a like more fulfilled person because I want to help them and, you know, I think people really value that sort of, ability. you know, today I've had to be vulnerable, you know, this isn't something comfortable talking about and now I'm talking about it in front of your thousands and thousands of followers and our, you know, thousands of followers. Um, but yeah, I think do it for yourself and, and good things will just happen. You know, the, the more love you give yourself, the more positivity you put into yourself, the more positivity that's going to come out of the exhaust and, you know, you're going to really help yourself and things will change in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I was just going to quickly uh, ask if you'd experienced, because I have experienced this slightly. Um, so when you start making positive changes for yourself, um, I guess like there was a, a f- there was like three or four years of my body dysmorphia where it took a bit of it took a bit of a different turn that I didn't foresee but I'm still grateful for because like you just said, it makes me more empathetic to anyone else that's been through the same. And that was being in an abusive relationship because the way someone else can speak about you and treat you in that way and almost being trapped in that for yeah. for a while, um, yeah. I never thought I was that sort of person that would put up with that, if I'm honest. Um, but it obviously happened for a reason to teach me very valuable lessons. And I suppose one thing that I would say to be mindful of is once you've started making the changes and notice that they're great, it is natural for us to want to help other people. And I I instantly wanted to help others, but we can do that too soon or try to give other people too much of ourselves, too much of our energy. And then we'll like almost relapse the same as addicts do. Um, so it's this cycle of like giving a little but then pulling back and being okay to say no I need to spend time on me now and I need to prioritize my needs and energy because otherwise yeah you'll be easily drained and and kind of in that loop again so yeah like it's really hard balance isn't it to want to help and share without then falling into being like too much yeah that's exactly what I said is keep some of your energy for yourself like you know affirm yourself in ways but you know you do have to be a little bit selfish but by actually being selfish 
you know, you'll pay it forward in, in other ways that you won't even know, you know, okay, you know, you might not be able to go and see that person or do that thing with them for two hours, but them getting half an hour with you later in the week of you being super on, like super happy, like engaged and da da da, that's more valuable, you know, so concentrate on yourself and, and good things will happen. I suppose it's all kind of um, lessons of unlearning, isn't it? Like we learn a lot when we're young and when we're teenagers and then we almost need to unlearn all of the bullshit beliefs that we have. Um, And when you just said that word selfish there, that could be a, a trigger for some people because many of us think of selfishness as being bad, but it's not. Selfishness can be incredibly healing and a good thing that can turn you into a a round of richer person to be able to help others because you've invested in yourself so um yeah i feel like every day i'm trying to unlearn another bullshit belief that i've like had about myself um that i've not even realized and in in talking to other people and learning from like your experience um that's all we can do to keep talking keep learning keep unlearning as well and going forward with how you want your life to feel and look and manifest, basically. I think, I mean, today's fitness life is a great example of that, is we've both gone away and done our things and been positive and, and helped ourselves out. And now guess what? Like, we're talking about it and there might be, you know, I ramble, I know that, uh, but equally, you know, there might be a crumb of, of gold within there for someone and, you know, maybe a male watching or, or something like that who, who's not comfortable about talking these things. But because we've done that to ourselves, you know, we will be that force and you will be the force in ways that you can't even imagine. And it doesn't have to be forced. And, oh, you look great in that. Or, you know, it's more just, oh, wow. Like I had a super, you know, wow, Ruth seems so happy with herself and being happy with yourself. Trust me, makes people happy around you as well. You know, my mom, my friends, like everyone's so happy for me being happier in myself. And that makes my relationship with them better. And you know, selfish doesn't mean bad. Selfish just means concentrate on you and, you know, put some time in and, and really, you know, do fence stuff off and do keep people out in certain ways, but just manage it. And it's all about balance. And yeah, I think I said enough, but internal, look after yourself and then the love will come mm-hmm. for me. I don't know if you um, have ever thought about it in this way, but I do think that we are, obviously we're all energetic vibrational beings, but we're all magnetic in that way as well. So whatever stage you're in in your life, I can look back now and see, even like I just said, when when I was in the thick of like an abusive relationship or, or in the thick of like um, having negative friends or people that didn't have my best interests at heart, yeah. when I look back and see um, being in that moment, because I never realised it at the time, I'm always the type of person that needs a bit of time to reflect and I have more of an understanding of it after it's happened but when I look back I think no wonder that happened because that was where I was at so I was magnetically attracting that towards me because that's how I was treating myself and being with myself so like you just said as soon as you change that frequency to being more high vibrational whether that means happier or more dynamic or more positive then instantly you're attracting that back to you and you can feel that shift. Even if people don't believe in it because you can't see it, you can feel it for sure or you'll notice the changes like in your circle of friends or the people that you're ready to let go of because you don't want any more of their negativity because you've made this change for yourself, you know? Um, And I suppose people 
can't always accept that if you're got to let friends go along the way um but it has to be the way it has to be the way for yourself to put your mental health first and yeah do what's right for you and um actually i mean i don't know whether it's like this for guys i'm curious um i think correct me if i'm wrong we have one minute 54 remaining it's telling me i think that women perhaps a little bit more so than men although i did have a lot of gay friends at uni that were big gossipers like to gossip and it has been in the past sort of this like women's circle where women almost bond over gossiping about other women but i got to this point where i was like no i'm gonna stop that because it's not good for my mental health it's not it's not encouraging me to love myself or therefore be able to love other women um and i don't know whether guys do do this maybe they do it in like a more banter way but have you noticed that or have you tried to make changes like guys are so bitchy like nah you are are you are unwoke about that nah like guys yeah guys do discuss that shit but it but it will be laughed off quicker but then for someone like me who's say in that circle who does have those issues people don't even realize those comments hit like you know but i've I've been equally you know guilty of, of doing it myself and again it's something that i don't engage in but no i think it's it's omnipresent like that old adage is nah like seconds ollie i don't want this to cut you off so i just wanted to say thank you so much for joining it's been really really useful hearing your point of view and i love you thank you everyone Wow, what an inspiring, insightful conversation. Thank you so much again to Ollie from Gaia Guru for opening yourself up to vulnerability. It shows such strength and courage, and we really hope it inspires others of you who might be feeling the same to open up, share your story, and use your voice by talking to those around you, and in doing so, help heal yourself and change that narrative. If you are struggling with your mental health or experiencing anxiety, depression or insomnia and you might like to try out the calming effects of CBD, then head to their website gaiaguru.co.uk. You can also find them on Instagram at gaia underscore guru and feel free to use my 10% discount code GURURUTH. Until next time... You know where to find me on Instagram at ruthsteel underscore. And if you'd like to practice yoga with me, you can do so for free on my YouTube channel. Just search for Ruth Steel. Keep taking care of you. We'll see you next time and sending you loads of love.